Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. The best in pro wrestling talk, and we are here tonight, 6 o'clock, give you a full two hours leading you into WWE's Battleground this evening. It's got all the makings of a real good pay-per-view, and we are going to go through everything, give you everything you need to know as you go into this pay-per-view. Most importantly, though... As we continue to talk here and talk and talk and talk and give you our opinions, we need to hear from you. So get on the horn, 347-838-9815 is the number to call. Give us a call. Let us know what you think about tonight's pay-per-view. We want to hear your predictions. Is there going to be something really out of the ordinary tonight? Who knows? But we want to hear from you. Check us out on Facebook. You know what? Maybe you're a little shy. Maybe you, you just you, you, you can't bring yourself to make that phone call. Head on over to Facebook, check out the Ken Reedy Show, like us, and then you can get on board. There's a show chat going on right now. If you have something witty and interesting to say, perhaps we'll, we'll read it on the air. So get on there on Facebook. Let us know what you're thinking. You can check us out on Twitter. Our handle is at the Ken Reedy Show on Twitter. And as always, you can check out our website. That is the Ken ReedyShow.com, blogs, bios, pictures, the whole nine. Head on over there and check us out on TheKenReedyShow.com. We do this all the time. We're at you every Monday. We'll be back tomorrow night at 6.30 to give you a reaction and get you ready for Raw. But tonight it's all about giving you a pregame show before Battleground. And it's as we do it, I can't do it alone. I can't get through this alone, so I got my tag team partner on the line. Dave is here. Dave, how are you doing tonight on this Battleground Sunday? Well, the battle lines have been drawn, 
and I'm ready to go. Uh, it's tonight is tonight normally would be one of those throwaway pay-per-views that uh you know a lot of people out there in the wrestling world think, but there's a lot of interesting things tonight's show that could meet, have bigger implications for storylines for WWE. So I'm pretty excited and uh and and uh ready to talk about some of these implications that could take place. I'm pretty excited too. I mean, you know, and it's funny today, man. You know, it's 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 great. It's the summertime. We're entering into SummerSlam season. Um, today, actually, I was out all day. Went to go see a, a minor league ball game here in Rockland County. Been out in the sun all day. Feeling a little loopy. Excited, but loopy. So if in the middle of tonight's show, if all of a sudden I start telling you that I'm really excited about seeing the Moondogs versus the Killer Bees in tonight's pay-per-view... Just just scold me, yell at me, get me back into reality. Or if actually I start sounding like a, a Mike Ferrara telephone call, it's the sun. It's I've just been out in it all day. But I'm really excited tonight, and I'm looking forward <laughs> to this pay-per-view. And I think, Dave, you, you really hit a, it's a very good point. This is typically, very typically, a throwaway pay-per-view. Getting ready for SummerSlam, uh, you know, it's like, hey, we got to make our 50 bucks, let's, let's Throw a pay-per-view together. We're really getting ready for SummerSlam. Who cares about Battleground? Throw something together and move on to SummerSlam. Um, what I find intriguing right now in as far as the landscape of the WWE, and we've all heard all the, the, the talkings and the, 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 the stocks and, and the network is underperforming. And, you know, we have talked for, for a long time on this show, and, and every so often it comes up that, you know, WCW and WWE, and when they were competing, how great it was to be a wrestling fan, and how competition breeds a better product. And, and, and that's kind of what you want to see, and how we've talked about that we want to see TNA succeed. So maybe, maybe it just gives the WWE a, a little bit of a scare to, to prompt both companies to just put out a, best, a, a better product. We haven't seen that. We haven't seen a lot of competition. But what I think we're looking at right now, which is good for us as fans, is the WWE is almost in competition with themselves. They need to sell this network. They need to push the network. They need the this, this subscriptions. Now, look, I love the network. All right, put that right there. The network's awesome. If you don't get it and you're a wrestling fan, just get, just go, go now, go, just get the network. Um, it, it's amazing. But you know, I'm not a businessman. I'm not a CEO. I, I'm not going to pretend to understand all the all the different uh, formulas and machinations that are out there as far as like what they needed to sell and what hasn't sold and how many subscriptions they had to get and how short they are. But the bottom line is what you're hearing in, in, in WWE news, on the dirt sheets, and even in business news is that the network is underperforming and the WWE really, really wants and needs this network to succeed. And to promote this network, you cannot, you cannot have a throwaway pay-per-view. Someone could have subscribed an hour ago. Someone could have signed up for the network an hour ago. And the WWE does not want that guy 
who just signed up to watch Battleground and just come away like, oh, that Battleground, it sucked. And the network is so not worth it. And, and, and that's good for us. That's good for us as fans, that they are going to take each and every pay-per-view seriously. And, and you know, maybe down the road a piece, the network oversells and, and overperforms, and maybe we start getting some throwaway pay-per-views again. But to me, right now, they, they can't. They can't give you a throwaway pay-per-view. Something has to happen. Something significant has to happen. Something has to happen tonight where the people who didn't subscribe and didn't watch the pay-per-view are regretting it tomorrow because what happened was so significant and it wasn't a WrestleMania and it wasn't a, a SummerSlam and it wasn't a Royal Rumble and it was, it was Battleground and something so significant happened that as a fan, you're just, I have to see every pay-per-view. I have to get the network. And, and that's why, Dave, like you said, typically a throwaway pay-per-view, but I think there's a lot of potential and I'm curious your thoughts, Dave, as far as what I'm saying, that the WWE is kind of competing with themselves right now, but it's good for us. Well, you know, it's interesting that you bring up that point because, you know, I do agree to a sense that they're kind of putting the pressure on themselves, but I think outside pressure from the media and from the business world um, is putting pressure on them. Also, the investors the television deal that they that, that that they got was not as lucrative as they thought they were going to get, which um, you know took that recent stock um, plummet. But however, if you notice when watching um, WWE television and they do promote the network, you notice how they're not talking about Battleground as a pay per view. They're promoting it solely on the WWE network. A lot of pay per view providers aren't too happy about that. A lot of pay per view pro- providers have sh- uh, shied away from carrying WWE pay per views because of that. Um, some stories that I have heard that I've read that uh, WWE needs at least 1.3 to 1.4 million subscribers by the end of this year to break even. They hope within the next week or two that they get 875,000 subscribers. The day of WrestleMania, they had roughly 400 to in between four and 500,000 subscribers for the WWE Network. Right before WrestleMania, hours before WrestleMania went on the air, they had that 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 jumped all the way to like six hundred and twenty-five thousand or something like that. Um, eventually, the number that they want to reach that's going to make their network successful and the company successful as a whole is two million, two million steady network subscribers. I think eventually they will get to those numbers. I don't. I mean, right now you got to understand. This network is only being provided stateside to the United States. There's talk of expanding to Japan next year with this network. There's even talk by the end of this year of expanding to, you know, overseas to the U.K. and Europe. So there's still time. This is in the early stages of this network. Um, And I I believe that they'll get there at some point. It may take longer than they like, but I believe that they'll get there. As far as the, the quality of the product goes and what needs to happen, I do agree with you in some sense. If you're not going to promote the pay-per-views, you know, as a pay-per-view to your pay-per-view subscribers, and you want to beef up this network, then you got to beef up your pay-per-views. Um, I think they're doing it in little ways. Like I said, by announcing, you know, the the pay-per-view battleground exclusive only on the WWE network, um, kind of phasing out the pay-per-view format model so they can really push this network. 
I think other ways that they can help beef up this network, we saw on Monday the commercial for the, uh, the, the 2K15 video game for WWE with you know, the appearance of Sting. Now, that's not a WWE deal. That's a video game deal that Sting has with that company. But, however, that could potentially lead to, and from what I'm hearing, more likely going to lead to a contract in WWE. You're going to get some of those old wrestling fans, those WCW wrestling fans, who stopped watching wrestling after WCW, to try and attract them by bringing a name like Sting over to WWE, watching some of the older content on the network and having him on television, and not a regular basis, but you know, kind of like a Brock Lesnar schedule or maybe announcing a future Hall of Fame induction. Um, some people out there in the wrestling world, for instance, by, uh, Mike Johnson from Pro Wrestling Insider came up with an idea to really, um, if you want to garner wrestling fans of old to subscribe to this network, not just with the content, but maybe even a, a, somewhat of a format change in the content on the network. For instance, some of the older wrestling shows like, WCW Saturday night used to air at 6.05 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you know, when it was originally airing on TBS. You take shows like that, you air it in its old original time slot. You know, the Monday Night Wars, they, apparently they want to air that on a Thursday. What if you aired that on a Monday instead? Kind of bring some nostalgia to the time slot of the network and maybe get some of those older wrestling fans to come back. So if you subscribe to the network and you want to watch an old WCW Saturday night episode, you can watch it at 6.05 live on the WWE network. So there's just a few different ways that they could market this network and some ways that they already have marketed this network to really compete with themselves. But once again, I do agree. Tonight, I think heading into SummerSlam, which is their second biggest important pay-per-view of the year, they, they really have to lay the groundwork as to how they're going to get there, and I think something big is going to happen tonight. And we'll discuss further what or how big tonight could be with this pay-per-view. I mean, it's funny when you look at the, the, the pay-per-view match by match, and, and, and it's really, that's why I, I you know, again, and, and he gets like, you know, I, I got to hand it to Triple H because I've liked a lot of what I've seen as of late over the past year, and if he's influencing it's a good thing, and, you know, having to sell the network, it's a good thing. I mean, it's funny as we sit here and talk about it because, I mean, the network works, which is great, and that was my biggest fear that I, I, I'd get the network and I'd be try to, trying to stream something, and it just wouldn't work. It works. It's phenomenal. Um, I think it's a great idea by Mike Johnson to kind of pull in some of those nostalgic uh, time slots Totally agree. I mean, the Monday Night Wars needs to be on Monday night. Uh, you know, I, I, I like all that, but I, I mean, you know, again, like, and we've talked about it on the show, you know, half the reason, you know, and Dave, you know, we're, we're here on the East Coast, and, and let's face it, I mean, on the East Coast, you know, there are most areas, you, you have areas that, like, everybody has a computer, and, and everyone is, is online, and everyone has a smartphone, and... You know, I mean, they were, we're spoiled up in the Northeast. Uh, you know, and there are a lot of areas of the country that, you know, they don't have um, computers. They don't, they're not technically savvy. So there's, there's that that the WWE has to contend with. It's something very new, it, and it's such a new format. Um, but I, you know, I'm so happy with it. Um, so, you know, I agree with you. I think that they'll get the subscribers. They'll get there. Um, it's funny, Dave, because I, I don't know about you, like, I, I don't, 
you know, I'm not business savvy enough. And if anyone out there is, by all means, give us a call and explain it to us. Like, I don't know how they randomly pick, you know, uh, we definitely need this number of subscribers by this time. Um, I, I think that, like you said, they'll get the subscribers. They'll go worldwide. Um, people will get more comfortable with technology. I was saying, you know, Dave and I, we, you know, we, we've talked about it, Dave. We didn't watch a lot of ROH because we didn't necessarily like watching things on the computer. You know, I mean, now with like the Roku device, you know, you can get the network on your TV. You can, you know, so many different ways to, to wire things so you can get it from the Internet to your TV, your smart TV, hooking your Apple, uh, your, your iPad up to your TV. I mean, but people are, are scared by, by new technology. So it's, it's been slow on the uptake, I guess. But it, it's weird to me how they, they come up with these, these numbers like, oh, we need these subscribers by, by this date. I agree with you, Dave. They'll get there. It's a great product. Uh, and I don't know how you feel, Dave. I mean, I know we talk wrestling here, but we do have other hobbies outside of wrestling. The network right now, the WWE Network, presently constituted, is, is one of the most fan-friendly things, if not the most fan-friendly thing I have, I've ever seen. It is. I mean, uh, I... You're right. I do have hobbies outside of uh, the network, and you know it's interesting. L- the past week or so, I haven't, you know, maybe even almost two weeks, I haven't really uh, dabbled with the network unless there's been something that you know I've, I've watched to reference the show. Um, I would say probably last well, last night, as a matter of fact, I watched uh, you know the the Dusty Rhodes documentary, which I have on DVD, but I just thought, well, let me pop in the network. You know, I got nothing else to watch. <laughs> Cable TV sucks nowadays. Um, well, yeah, very fan friendly, and there's, there's, you know, if you think there's a lot now, I mean, they have tons more content that can, that, that can, uh, you know, they could put on the network. It's just, it takes time. Like people think it's just so easy. Oh, let's start a network. That's like, you know, if it was, if it was that easy, you and I would do it. You know what I mean? Like, they think it's yeah, Dave, let's start a network. Yeah, yeah it's, they think it's as easy as you know, starting a lemonade stand in front of their house. You know, like come on, like it's, it's, it, when you. When you read these posts on the on the internet, especially from all these marks out there that get so unhappy, like they're experts. First of all, your gramming and your spelling suck. Like when you when you make these complaints about the WWE and their network, like I don't dare go on any of these websites and 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 make any posts or claims about what they should do with their network because I know my spelling and grammar isn't the best. But don't go out there and 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 and, and blast them ethically business-wise when you can't even spell probably even spell your first or last name to begin with so overall fan-friendly yes and it'll be more fan-friendly as it goes on i believe i think you know with the more content that they have that they produce like i was just reading today that you know last week or the week before they put the saturday night's main event content up there well that's all the episodes for the 80s they said they hope to have every five uploaded for the 90s episodes of saturday night's main event so i mean it, it takes a while it's not that easy so it's going to take some time. People are so, you know, it, it's like, it's almost like the wrestling fans are with storylines. They want everything boom, boom, quick, fast, right now. If they don't have it right now, it's then, then the whole storyline sucks. So I, I think patience uh, would be the virtue of many wrestling fans uh, when it comes to WWE and their network and the success of their network. Especially because you, you can't get through everything that's already there. I know. You, know, you can't just... Be patient. I mean, there's enough there. 
But yeah, I mean, as as we go through all of this and as we talk about the network and how much you know, it's it's, it's a love fest as far as how we feel the network. The point being, Battleground looks great. Battleground has got a decent card, and where you get a throwaway in years past, um, you got a real good pay per view card coming up tonight, and I think there's going to be some very significant developments coming out of this pay-per-view, heading into SummerSlam. And, and it's, it's cool to me, as a wrestling fan, to be sitting there saying, I'm excited about Battleground. Like, Battleground. Like, that's the pay-per-view I'm excited. And I am. I'm excited. I think we're going to get a really, really good show tonight. And let's, let's get into the show, like, point by point. And, and one of the angles, and, 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 you know, honestly, backtrack a little bit. One of the things I like about this pay-per-view is, is some of the simplifications of the storytelling. Uh, you know, sometimes you don't need to have an intricate storyline. Sometimes you can just go back to basics because the basics work. You know, and, and you know, I think Cameron and Naomi could be a decent match. Um, it's, it's a formula. They were a tag team. The tag team broke. It, you know, they, they hate each other now. It, it's just one, one person's a heel and one person's a, a face now. It, it's formulaic. I get it. It's been done before. I get it. But it works. And, and, and when you look at this pay-per-view, they, they simplified some of these things. And it's, they simplify the storytelling. But their storytelling, their storytelling involved in every match. And as I talk about traditional storytelling and what we've seen in wrestling before, but things that work over and over again. I, I got to say, I, I really kind of got into the Swagger-Rusev angle. USA versus Russia, it works. It's good. Um, you got two decent performers. I've never been a Jack Swagger fan. I was into him this week. Uh, I, I think it's just an, it's an interesting angle. It gets the fans going. I think Rusev is great how he basically loses his shit when, like, the crowd starts chanting USA, um, I like it. I, I, it's something that uh, I like what Rusev is bringing to the table. Swagger's really never done much for me. I'm into it now. Um, the interesting thing about this angle, and with, with, with all respect uh, to those who have passed on, um, I re- look, we do a wrestling show. We're talking wrestling. And I know in the grand scheme of things, wrestling doesn't mean anything compared to the real world and, and real world tragedies. And, and all of us here involved with the Ken Reedy show and doing the show, our, our thoughts, our, our well wishes really go out to uh, the families that were affected by the shooting down of the Malaysian jetliner. Uh, you know, 298 families were affected by that. And it's a, just a horrible, horrible tragedy. Um, and it's difficult to, to kind of transition from something like that, but it's it's something worth talking about that, you know, in, in wrestling, there's always been those themes. It, it, it's happened over and over again, uh, you know, a foreign entity uh, versus America. And they have thrown up Putin's picture over and over again uh, on the Titantron uh, while, while pushing Rusev. Um, it's something that you, you know, and I'm, we're not going to get into speculating who did what or what have you, but, you know, you're hearing the investigations, you're reading the articles that 
Putin uh, or Putin supporters or, or, you know, pro-Russian separatists. We don't know. It was a ground-to-air missile that shot down this plane. Um, Could Putin have been involved? Perhaps. But it's out there, and it's a perhaps. It's not a definitely no. So where does the WWE go with this angle? Do they change the booking in this match? Well, you know, we don't know. This is purely speculating. Could Rusev have been booked to win this match? And they're going to change it. Um, you know, we, we need to have Rusev get beat tonight because in response to the tragedy. Um, there are reports, you know, take it with a grain of salt, the dirt sheet's out there that they may drop this angle. Um, do they drop the angle? Uh, who knows? Do they not drop the angle but stop posting Putin's pictures up? Or do they go forward with it? And it's an interesting topic to, to get into as far as you know wrestling goes because times have changed, Dave. And years ago, you know, there was the Iran hostage situation and there was the Iron Sheik. And pro wrestling kind of exploited what was going on. And they used it to make Iron Sheik just one of the most hated heels ever. Uh, you know, they didn't back off it. There was this real-world event that they went with and used. And that's how wrestling was. But times have changed. And they kind of back off um, really pushing that 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 button, like really kind of getting that, that visceral reaction. I mean, we all heard the stories. Iron Sheik has been stabbed a number of times. People legit hate him, hated him. Now it's changed in wrestling, sports, entertainment, and it's scripted. Um, and mo- most people know that it's scripted. But do they continue the angle and kind of push it a little bit, or do they back off it? And, you know, Dave, I mean, you're the guy, you're great with, like, the history and looking back on things. There, there's a long, there's a litany of stuff in the history of wrestling with the United States versus uh, a foreign entity. Sometimes they use it, sometimes they don't. What do you think we're going to see tonight? I mean, and give us, like, I mean, you're great with, like, the dates and, and his, like, your take on, on the history of wrestling in the United States versus whomever. Well, it, well, you know, in regards to that with the history of, you know, the, the, the United States versus a foreign entity in wrestling storyline, it's, it's, it's been a formula that has worked really well um, if done properly in the world of professional wrestling. Um, you know, as far back as I can remember, like you mentioned, the, the Iran hostage crisis with the Iron Sheik. The Iron Sheik had nuclear heat, like you said, stabbed, hated. That was back then during a time when wrestling were, you know, wrestlers protected storylines. Back in the time when the good guys traveled with the good guys and the bad guys traveled with the bad guys so they wouldn't break kayfabe. And, you know, we will all remember, you know, the the, the, the uh, John Stossel uh, ABC incident with Dr. David Schultz about, you know, breaking kayfabe um, and how that all turned out. Uh, so it, it, it's a different time now. Um, you know, another, do I think that they go with this? I personally think that they don't move forward with this. And the only reason why I think that they got enough, I wouldn't say heat, but they have enough uh, people looking down on them right now just for the way they do their business in terms of the network and the the amount of viewers they're trying to draw. And I think that the mainstream media and the public would look down on WWE thinking that they're trying to capitalize on a tragic situation politically with the United States to gain more viewers for their network. I think it would be a bad PR move if they went forward with it because more than likely, you know, wrestling already gets a bad name as it is. 
And to, to add on top of that, some, you know, some tragedy that took place recently and you integrate, integrate that into your storyline, it would only make for bad press. Other instances where this, where this kind of stuff has taken place where it has taken a little bit of a nosedive, um, you go back to, you know, the Sergeant Slaughter uh, storyline where he, you know, was an Iraqi sympathizer during the Iraq War, you know, with Saddam Hussein back in the early 90s. Um, that garnered a lot, a lot of heat on Sergeant Slaughter. I mean, he's told stories where he's had threats, you know, of, of murder from his, you know, towards his family and himself. Another instance, uh, Kurt Angle. Um, you know, some people might not remember this because it wasn't as glorified, but after the September 11th attack, you know, WWE was very sensitive towards that, and they got rid of the Armageddon pay-per-view because of the name Armageddon and the potential for war taking place. And that, that pay-per-view in September, which was Unforgiven, was a, the main event was originally supposed to be Steve Austin and Kurt Angle for the title, and Austin was supposed to go over as the champion. Well, they wanted to give America and wrestling fans a happy ending, and they switched the booking to Kurt Angle, the American hero, uh, winning the title in his hometown in Pittsburgh. Um, and then one more instance that I can remember we can go back to is uh, Muhammad Hassan, a guy who was you know catapulted to the main event in WWE. And uh, originally he was supposed to win the World Heavyweight Championship from Batista on a SmackDown on the 4th of July from Batista's hometown in Washington, D.C., the nation's capital. And they pulled the plug on that. And then not too long after that, the London bombings took place. And WWE had taped SmackDown a few days prior to that, and uh, there was a storyline where Hassan and men that were not portrayed as terrorists but looked like they could have portrayed terrorists attacked The Undertaker and uh, choked him with piano wire, and it made air, like the day after, or the day of the London bombings. And uh, the time they were with UPN Network, which I think is a different network now, and they wanted to throw him off the air. They said, if you don't get rid of this character, we're going to throw you off the air. And they had to kill the character, the Muhammad Saad character, off television. And eventually he left the wrestling business altogether. So I think the storyline going forward with, you know, really exposing, you know, their, their love and appreciation for Vladimir Putin and the country of Russia, I think as of right now, they'll probably put, the, put a hold on that and stop that completely. A lot of people are speculating that they could drop the angle, all the, not the angle, but the gimmick altogether. Biblana and and um, and uh, Rusev itself, and not publicly, you know, showing their appreciation towards the country of Russia. Just you know, her being a spokesman for this Bulgarian brute, and they can they they might be able to get away with it in that sense. Um, but because that she has garnered so much heat for for you know getting over you know, the country of Russia and their love for representing Putin and Russia, they might, it's going to be difficult to kind of keep her on TV. I wouldn't be surprised if they got her off TV and repackaged her completely and they kept Rusev just as this, you know, monster of a guy on his own. Maybe you could even set him up and throw him as, you know, the authority's muscle and add him to the authority and kind of camouflage all that stuff that associated him with, you know, the Vladimir Putin and the Russian storyline and until, you know, this whole thing blows over. But I think for the best move for them right now currently, considering the, the, the negative press that they get just for being a company as it is and, and promoting wrestling, they should probably not go forward with the storyline 
which could alter tonight's finish. Because, and, and like you, I was really looking forward to seeing how further they were going to go with this because the, the reactions for Swagger and Coulter have been pretty positive um, as of late. And I've, I think it's breathed uh, you know, fresh air into the Jack Swagger character and Zeb Coulter. Yeah, I mean, it's such a sensitive topic, and it's uh, again, it's such a horrific tragedy, and 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 you really you bring up a really good point, uh, Dave, about the, you know the press said, you know, again, going back to how we opened the show and selling the network, the WWE right now doesn't really need negative press, and it's wrestling and and the media, mainstream media, uh, you know, they can find anything to rag on wrestling they're, they're going to do it and if they can and it doesn't even matter if it's true or not you know and, and uh so you know they come out and they 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 continue with the angle and and continue to portray you know these characters as evil and putin as evil um still in all mainstream media will say well they're using the tragedy uh to sell pay-per-views to get ratings to sell their networks so it is a it's a difficult situation for the WWE to be in, um, and and it's 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 tough. It's a really good character. Lana's great, uh, and she's great at at, at garnering heat. Uh, I like everything I've seen out of Rusev. Um, I really hope they they figure out a way to you know kind of evolve the character, and, and maybe maybe you don't flash Putin's face. On the Titantron, uh, do you start to embrace uh, more of the fact that um, Rusev's Bulgarian and, and and stop talking about Russia? Um, you know, I don't know. I don't know where they go. I just really hope they don't ditch it all together. I, I, you know, maybe at some point she needs to be repackaged, but I don't think now's the time. I, I like what she's doing. I like everything about this angle. Um, you just wonder how it's going to perhaps change tonight. Uh, you know, it's, 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 and again, you know, it's not in the grand scheme of things. It's not, uh, you know, the most important thing in the world. Uh, we get it, you know, that it's, uh, it's, it's pro wrestling, but we are a pro wrestling show and we, we talk about how this is going to affect, uh, this angle. Um, you know, it's, it's really interesting to, to speculate on where they're going to go with it. Um, I don't know. I, I can't even begin to, to predict like what they do uh, with with this character. Um, again, you know, maybe embrace the Bulgarian heritage a little bit more. Maybe, uh, you know, maybe tonight you have Swagger and Coulter kind of cheat and and win and uh, or do something uh, slightly underhanded and and win and uh, you have. You know, she comes out tomorrow night on Raw, uh, ripping on America, but doesn't you know, doesn't expound on the virtues of Russia and just says typical Americans, typical Americans, typical Americans, but doesn't say, you know, Russia's better. Um, who knows? It's it's a tough situation creatively because it's it's a character that's been working uh, really, really, really solid mid card storytelling. Um, and, and as we do when we, we get into these pay-per-views, we do these pay-per-view pre-shows, and it's been funny, man. You know, I'm enjoying doing this show tonight because it's just, you know, we're at WrestleMania, and every pay-per-view since then, it just seems like one of us had a conflict, like something was going on. Like just, It seemed like if, if either one of us had something to do on a Sunday on a given month, 
it, it was a, a Sunday evening of a pay-per-view. So we're, we're back. It's been a while since we've done the, uh, the pregame shows for the pay-per-view. And when we do these shows, we like to get into predictions. And, and because of the, the Malaysian tragedy, I am going to speculate right here that I would believe and I would have said beforehand, if, if uh, wishful thinking this tragedy did not happen, that I would have sat here and said that Rusev, in some way, shape, or form, is going to come away from this match victorious. That would have been my prediction beforehand. I am going to backtrack on that, and because of everything that's happened in the world, I am going to put it out there that I think the WWE is going to uh, kind of feel like that we need a a feel-good moment as far as America uh, you know, hopefully they figure out a way for Rusev to look strong coming out of it. Uh, hopefully, I, I think it's got a lot of potential to be a really good match. I really like for a big man what we've seen out of Rusev. But I'm going to go with Swagger tonight uh, with the victory. I think Swagger's going to win Rusev's first loss tonight. And we're going to see Old Glory uh, aloft after the match. And uh, we're just going to have a... You know, old school, traditional, feel good, patriotic moment at the end of this match. So, uh, as we start with our predictions here, uh, Dave, I'm, I'm going with Swagger to win the match. What do you think? You know, I I would I can understand why you would go that route. I would kind of agree with you, but I think because of the the sudden, I think because of the investment that WWE has put into this Rusev character and the you know the the time and the and I I don't think he's going to lose tonight, but I don't think he's going to win. I I don't think we're going to get that feel good moment between the two. I mean, we may get a, a glimpse of the feel good moment, but I think we might see some sort of double count out, a double disqualification, or something like that to protect the to protect Rusev and this winning streak that he that that they have uh, you know that they have written for him as of late since he's debuted. And I think, you know, it would hurt the momentum that Swagger has if he were to lose. I think it would hurt the momentum that Rusev has had if he were to lose. I think we see some sort of double disqualification, some sort of wacky finish that kind of protects both guys. And uh, the interesting thing is to, is to see where they would go after tonight. I think, I think, you know, going and switching things up a bit and maybe putting a loss in, in, in Rusev and the character itself and this undefeated streak might hurt him down the line for something that, you know, it could be a, a short-term issue politically. I mean, I have a feel, I, I don't, I think that they're still going to try and protect him at the same time, shy away from the whole Russian sympathizer thing. And I think we're going to see, like I said, double count out, double DQ or a, or a draw or something like that to take place between the two of them. So that it protects both guys. Interesting. You know, it's funny because we do these shows and we do the uh, pregame. And uh, the past few pregame shows we've done, they've, they've been a borderline love fest where we've agreed way too much. And right off the bat, we put out a prediction. And uh, I'm going with Swagger and you're going with a no decision. So it could be an interesting show tonight, but we're differing right off the bat. Yes, you know, you know, I, I was I was thinking about that too because normally we're re- really spot on the two of us when it comes to predictions. But I, I was, you know, going back and thinking to myself, they can't just kill this character like that 
and the momentum that it's had. And, you know, I would think that they would learn from their mistakes, similar to what they did with the Muhammad Hassan character. I mean, like I said, they wanted, UPN wanted to throw WWE off the air, and they said get rid of the character. And I think that, that, you know, getting rid of the character was the right thing at that time. At the same time, they had worked so hard to build him up to be a credible contender and a threat for the title over the, over the past, you know, six to eight months prior to that, then I think if they were to just kill off Rusev like that this early on, I, I think moving forward, no matter what you did with him, no matter what you did with him, you would lose that momentum completely by him losing to Swagger tonight because of something that took place politically and in the real world outside of WWE. Interesting stuff, uh, nonetheless, and interesting how, you know, it, it was one of those things where, you know, it started off and I was really enjoying the angle, and, you know, with this tragedy, it, it just becomes so much more heated and, and relevant. Um, so very curious to see how the WWE handles it. And, and like I said a, a couple times, again, all of us here involved with the show, uh, to do everyone affected by the Malaysian tragedy, uh, really, our thoughts go out to all the families affected. Uh, just, uh, just a horrible, horrible tragedy. And make that smooth transition into talking to about wrestling again. Three four seven eight three eight nine eight one five is the number to call. We got a bunch of really good matches, and we're we're kind of breaking it down for you tonight on a pay per view Sunday WWE Battleground. And let's go out to the phones because we do have Mike on the line. Mike, are you there? How you doing tonight? Hey guys, how's it going tonight? Doing all right. What do you got for us? All right, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to this pay per view tonight. You were saying it's a it's a throwaway pay per view. I say it's a battleground. I say that the WWE. Hold on. Sorry. I say that the WWE needs to do what they have to do to get subscribers. I love the network. For me, you know, I've been reliving you know my old glory days of watching wrestling when I was a kid, and discovering some new stuff. And uh, I think it's great. Yeah, I mean, I, I again, I can't be happier with the network. And I think, you know, I agree with you. I think this pay-per-view is really shaping up. You know, in years past, these pay-per-views between uh, the four majors could have been a throwaway. I think the WWE has done a really nice job of what we're going to see tonight. And uh, I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I, I, I can't lie. I, I don't think there's really... As far as the way they're booked, I don't think there's a bad match on the card. I think it's a, it's a very entertaining card. Um. You know, we talked a little bit, actually we talked a lot about Swagger and, and Rusev. What are your thoughts on that angle, and what do you think is going to happen tonight with them? Well, now, let me ask you guys a question, because I'm a little confused about this. Didn't, didn't Rusev lose to uh, Roman Reigns on SmackDown? He, it, was a, it was a disqualification loss, but he has never been pinned. No, I know, but still, it's still a loss. And, and and it's still it's still it, it's still a loss, um, and and in my estimation, I would if if I was them, I wouldn't have done that. When you're building when you're building a character, especially when you're building a character like him to go up against Roman Reigns, and you want Roman Reigns, you know, to be the the animal, the the new force, and you want him to be indestructible, you don't want your character to lose by disqualification because. If you guys remember, because if you guys remember years ago, Tatanka, okay, Tatanka had a great winning streak. How did he lose? With, with, with the, uh, by a count out outside 
from disqual from uh, outside interference from Ludwig Walker or well, I think it was Ludwig Walker and uh, what the and Yokozuna. So with that that whole that whole that whole situation there, and then after that, the, the character of Tatanka was never the same. I mean, he was a big part of WWE, but he was just never the same. Once his yeah, undefeated but, streak lost. But he but his his here's the thing his Rusev's disqualification loss a couple of weeks ago on SmackDown was due to outside interference beyond his control from Randy Orton. So it doesn't hurt him and hurt standing it with his character because no, but I'm saying I wouldn't have done it. I I know it was I know it, it was Randy Orton, but I I wouldn't have done I know, it. it. I wouldn't have had him. it done. But it doesn't hurt him though. Because well, I'm he's just not saying I wouldn't. Yeah, I know, but I wouldn't have had it done. Well, then what's the, what's the, what's the point? Think what's the think, point you're making though? What happened? What's the? What, I'm I'm trying to understand what's the point that you're making with the with I'm just, that. I'm just going with it on. I'm just. I'm not saying anything against you about it. I'm just. My, no, no, my, no, I'm not saying you are. Oh no, I'm, I'm saying no, no. My point, my mom, my my point was I wouldn't have had them do that. That's my point. If it was me, I wouldn't have had them do that. I wouldn't have Randy Orton do that. I wouldn't have had them do that. I would have waited until after the match is over, or or whatever. But I get why WWE was doing that. I mean, listen, I I I thought. I mean, I think it's a little too soon to be seeing Roman Reigns. Versus Rusev, but that's my opinion. I mean, what do you think, Ken, Dave? I know Dave, you have an opinion on it. Ken, what do you think about about Rusev and Roman Reigns? No, about Bobby Heenan and the Gorilla Monsoon dancing around the room. <laughs> Did you like it? Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's. I, I kind of I get what you're saying, but I, I don't I don't think it really hurt the Rusev character at all. I mean. You know, it's a matter of opinion. Like, if you were the, the promoter, um, you wouldn't have done it. I, I don't know if I would or wouldn't have it. Just it, But I don't – I, I, I got to say I agree with Dave. I don't think it necessarily hurt the character. I think the character is as, as strong as it's ever been uh, going into the pay-per-view tonight. But what, what I want to know from you, I mean, aside from that, you know, and I think the character's working, I mean, what do you think we're going to see tonight when Rusev gets in the ring with Swagger? I, th- I think that Swagger's going to beat him. I think that you're right. I go I go with Ken on this because I don't I don't see them going with a uh, double disqualification. Or you never know they could do that. I mean there have been times where you don't know which way WWE is going. Um, me personally, I think I I think um, that Swag is going to win. I don't know I don't know how, but I think he is. I think they're just going to let him go over and make a like you said you know because they they've been trying to get these they've been trying to make anybody. These you know U.S. characters. Hell, they were doing it with Big E Langston, and uh, you know, and you and you know, United States of America. I I think I think he's gonna. I think Jack Swagger's gonna win tonight. I'm curious, like as we go into the pay per view, and you're, I mean, you sound pretty excited. You're looking forward to it. You, uh, you know, you I'm, like I'm the card. I'm I'm ready but to what, go. I'm I'm ready to go. Do you look at this pay per view now and and? You know, there's a lot of things that can happen, but do you have a, a match that you think is potentially a show stealer? Seth Rollins versus Dean Ambrose. We're gonna see it's gonna be a show stealer. I think I I honestly think the WWE did a great job from top to bottom the way they booked this card. I think Naomi versus Naomi versus uh Cameron should have ha- should have happened on the pregame show. That's that, that match is gonna be good. 
Um, they, you know, there's no more Funkadaptals, you know, after Brutus Clay and Sweet Tea or whatever the heck he's doing now, he's on uh, next NXT. So, you know, I think that's a good, that's going to be good top to bottom. Um, I'm looking forward to the 20-man over-the-top battle royal for the Intercontinental Championship. In my opinion, I, I, I know who I want. I, I, I want, um, I know exactly I want, I want Dolph Ziggler to win again. I doubt that it'll happen, but I want him to come and start getting up again. I, I think that Dolph Ziggler is just, he's good. It's just they, they need to do some more with him. I would agree with you. I mean, I think, you know, we were, we were on the, the, ban, the bandwagon of Dolph Ziggler uh, pretty early on. Um, you know, a guy who, uh, bad luck. I mean, bad luck derailed uh, his ride to the top and, and really hoping that, um, you know, I'm really hoping that I'd like to see Ziggler win, and I'm really hoping that Miz doesn't. And, and, and by the way, to go back what Dave said, it was kind of funny before when you guys were talking about kayfabe, Dave, and you were telling the story about about what happened with Dave Schultz and and Dan and Doctor Dave and all those. You know, it's kind of funny how Iron Sheik and and Hacksaw Ho Jim Duggan they would never be caught. You know, they would never do anything stupid like that to be riding in a car and get pulled over and, and break kayfabe. That would, I don't think those two would ever, ever do that. Sarcastic. We all know they did it. You read Hacksaw Jim Duggan's book. I mean, that's been around for years, but it's just so, fun. it's just so funny um, that they said they fired, they, Hitman said they fired both of them. And then obviously we know they brought, they brought Duggan back. What did you guys think about that when you, when you heard that? I was like, you know, I was still. I'm trying to remember the year it happened, but I guess I was still. Uh, it happened in. Uh, it happened in '87. '87. So I was still, um, still fairly naive to like it being completely scripted, and uh, yeah, I just remember hearing the story and just being like, "What? They hate each other." And uh, yeah, it was. It was kind of. I mean, that was honestly that that was like one of those moments for me that it's almost like. Uh, you know, when when you when you find out there's no Santa Claus, uh, it was that that was like the defining moment where it's like, all right, I guess it's it's completely scripted. Um, I found out there was no Santa Claus. Bobby Heenan let the cat out of the bag on a recent uh, on an edition <laughs> of uh, Primetime Wrestling, and then he got his butt whipped by Roddy P- Piper. He said, "I want to tell you something, kids. Come to the screen. There is no Santa Claus." I talked to Gorilla Monsoon. Gorilla Monsoon called him an ingrate. He called him all kinds of of names. But the other thing that I, I don't like about when we talk about wrestling is when, when people come up to me and they, and, and they tell me about the negatives. I mean, listen, I, I'm not, you know, oh, look what happened to your wrestler. Oh, look what happened to this guy. We know. You know, it's like with them with TV stars. Oh, you know, they believe in the character. And then you say, hey, that guy got arrested again or that guy got arrested. They get upset. I mean, when I was a kid, they, I heard the stupidest rumors. I mean, it, it's ridiculous. It's like people. I think people just made it up to, to to try to piss me off or something. They would say the dumbest things. But 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 now tonight, like I said on Monday night, the key is battleground. We have some. We have some great. We have some great matches and great stuff that has to be set. The championship match. Obviously, we know what the plan C is. All right, we're not stupid. I know all three of us, and and your your audience knows. That plan C is, is Brock Lesnar. We know that, okay? Now, you guys were talking about Sting. 
Did you happen? Did you both or one of you happen to catch the the interview with Triple H talking to Michael Cole about Sting? I, I did not I heard about it. What happened, Dave? I, I I heard about it. How they've kind of, how it's been very tongue in cheek, and how they've kind of mentioned Sting. They mentioned Sting's name in the interview, and uh, Triple H kind of threw a few jabs at Sting. I I think it's. It's a foregone conclusion. He's signed some form of a deal to be on WWE television. It's just a matter of when, uh, when Sting that's going, going to happen. To, Sting, Sting, Sting is going to wrestle for the company. Sting is going I, to wrestle I, for I, WWE. I believe, so. I believe it will happen at some point. I'm not. I, I'm not holding out hope that it'll happen tomorrow. But you know, they wouldn't throw his name out there on TV, um, especially you know, you know, in in character like the Triple H character has. Um, if they're not going to use them on TV in some form or fashion. Well, I, I think going on, going on to the, in, in, that, in, in that case, it was like they were talking about Sting, um, you know, with the game. And who, who wouldn't want to see Sting versus, you know, he named some wrestlers who wouldn't want to see it. And they said, hey, you know, Michael Cole asked him, do you ever think we'll see Sting in the WWE ring? And Triple H talked about, hey, nobody thought we'd ever see Bruno back. And no one ever thought we'd see the warrior back. And he said, I learned in this business never to say never. And you know what? Having Sting, hey, i like to see Sting versus Bray Wyatt. i like to see, I, I would love to see that match. I would love to see it, you know. Because, you know, somebody today, we were talking about it, and, and they asked me if I thought The Undertaker was going to wrestle Sting. I don't know. Would you guys want to see Undertaker versus Sting? I, you know, I mean, it's it's funny, and, and Mike, we're gonna have to go. Thanks for the call, but listen, we're, no we're problem. Gonna... Talk to you. Um, uh, I'll talk to you tomorrow night. Take it easy. Enjoy the paper. All right, tonight. brother. And, and Mike brings up a good good question. I mean, it's funny, man. I, I mean, I'm going. I've never a big Sting fan. Um, you know, and I guess that's you know, I don't think we'll see him tonight on the pay per view. Uh, you know, I understand his his significance as far as his his place in wrestling history. You know, I'm not a big fan, but I know there are a lot of people that are big Sting fans. I just think when it comes to The Undertaker that you will have a tremendous build-up, tremendous storytelling, very entertaining stuff, and the match will be crap. I, You know, with all due respect to both those guys, I, as much as I'd love to see the story told... I just I have my doubts that uh, those two in the ring uh, could deliver. Uh, to me, uh, when you talk about a Bray Wyatt, a younger guy, you know maybe he's a guy that can can carry Sting, and then that's a, a match that a, a vet on his way out can help continue to put over a new character. That's something that I think is uh, makes a little bit more sense. Um, but again, I, I, I think, you know, no, no doubt. I, I would say, you know, whether it's WrestleMania or any other, where, whenever it would occur, the, the lead in for a couple months setting up Sting vs. Taker would be amazing. I just feel like the match wouldn't deliver. Uh, your thoughts on Sting, Dave? Um, I mean, we've beaten this horse to death for a long time now on this show in regards to him and Undertaker. It's been beaten to death you know, everywhere in media, in the wrestling world. I do think that, I do agree with you 100%. 
the build-up, tremendous. The match would fall completely flat, and it would, I just think with, you know, we don't even know if Undertaker's going to come back. I mean, it's been talked about that he was that he was so banged up after, you know, Lesnar and in New Orleans that he might be done completely. I would, I, as cool as it would be to see the build-up towards it, I think it would be a very disappointing match, you know, like I said, with all due respect to the, the to, you know, both individuals. I just don't think that bell-to-bell the, bell in the ring it's going to be anything spectacular. Unless you were to book them in a tag match against the entire Wyatt family and kind of have everybody's dream come true in all one match, maybe that would make much more sense. I don't know, maybe some sort of passing of the torch to Bray Wyatt and, his enti- and the entire Wyatt family from Sting and Undertaker together. I don't know. Who knows? But... It, whatever Sting does, it's gonna. I, I truly believe it's gonna have some sort of impact, not only on you know the, the WWE network itself, the video game, but the talent that he's gonna be involved with and working with in WWE. Um, he has said that he, he's always wanted to work for the McMahon. He's always wanted to do something with Undertaker. He may get his wish on one end, um, but whatever he does, it's gonna it's gonna mean something and it's gonna put the you know the exclamation point on his career. Um, from what I'm hearing, that you know, hopefully after that he's done. Yeah, and I, you know, I, let's just put that to rest right now. I mean, until we see Sting, you know, who knows how they're going to use him? Um, you know, do we? I I wouldn't venture to guess or predict that, that we're going to see a Sting tonight, but who knows? I mean, maybe that's uh, something else they they pull out of the woodwork to kind of sell this pay-per-view and sell the network that, you know, you, you got to watch every pay-per-view because look what happened. Sting showed up and did this. Who knows? I, I wouldn't bet money on Sting showing up tonight, but who knows what's going to happen. Um, it's just, you know, I mean, it happens to all of us. You get older and um, I, I think we'll see Sting in a match, but, uh, you know, hopefully it's with the right opponent because this, the storytelling is going to be great moving in, but I, I don't know if, if they can deliver in the ring. Three four seven eight three eight nine eight one five is the number to call. Let's go back out to the phones. We got Tony on the line. Tony, how you doing tonight? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing all right. How are you guys? Doing all right. What do you got for us? What are your thoughts on uh, Battleground tonight? I think this should be. I think overall this should be a pretty good show. This should be a really uh, entertaining show. Um, look, you know, uh, well, I don't know if you've talked about it yet, but you look. Um, the one I'm looking forward to most is, is the uh, tag title. You know, because it's two out of three falls. I haven't done that. You know, we haven't seen a two out of three falls match in some time. So, and uh, you know, I, you know, I like that step, and I, I think, I think uh, Harper and Rowan, you know, uh, win the belts this, this time. I, you know, I think they kind of put the belts on them tonight. I think it's, like I'm looking forward to that match too, and I think it, it's cool that like you're thinking that because I, I that's what's awesome about this pay per view that you know there are different matches that I think fans can look at and think oh this could potentially steal the show this could potentially steal the show there's there's a number of matches that you look at this pay per view and think you know that that could be the one that's the show stealer and who knows it might be something that you're just not expecting um, I think it's going to be a very entertaining match. Um, it's it's one of like coin flip, man. I mean, it, it's that's one I'm, I'm I don't know. It's kind of tough for me to predict. Uh, I'm I'm really feeling like fifty fifty uh, on on those guys. Uh, you know who's going to win the the tag belt? But uh, I'm right there with you. Two out of three falls. Uh, these guys work well together. There's some good in ring chemistry. They've they've told a good story as of late, and uh, 
Uh, I'm looking forward to that match as well, to see uh, what these guys do in a two out of three falls. What do you think, Dave? I, well, you know, it's, it's, it's funny you mentioned that, Tony, because during, you know, our, our little pre-show meeting Ken and I have, I mentioned I was really looking forward to that match because of the fact that it's a traditional two out of three falls match. It brought that, like, old-school tag team wrestling flavor back. Lately, in recent years, two out of three fall matches have been glorified gimmick matches, you know, or three stages of hell matches with different gimmicks in each fall. It's going to be a classic two out of three falls tag team wrestling match. It reminds me of, you know, two out of three falls matches I've seen with, you know, the the, the, the Heart Foundation and the Brain Busters or the, um, you know, the Demolition and the Rockers. And, you know, just it brings me back to, like, tag team wrestling that I used to watch when I was a kid. So it's, it's pretty funny that you mentioned that because I was on the same wavelength that you were. And as far as the prediction goes for that match, I'm going to go with the Usos. I think the Usos are going to win that match. I, I think that they're going to, uh, you know, retain the titles and, and keep moving forward with this reign. I don't think the Wyatt family needs the belts. I think that the, they're over enough where they don't need championships. I think the Usos will move on further. And I think after the Wyatt is when they'll eventually lose the belt. To whom? Who knows? I, 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 you know, okay, Tony, what else are you looking forward to in the pay-per-view? Um, probably, you, know, like, you know, like the Battle the battle Royal, it should be interesting. Uh, I'm thinking Sheamus takes that since they've been, you know, like, talking about unifying the belts. I'm thinking, you know, like he might take it. Originally, I thought Cesaro was going to win it, but ever since they started talking about, you know, Oh, unifying the belts and everything. I, I, I don't know. I think it might go with Sheamus. And plus, you know, it's like now that, you know, like with Brock coming back and, um, you know, they've pulled um, Heyman away from Cesaro, which, you know, I don't know why, just because Brock's back after. But uh, I don't know. I, I kind of think Cesaro's kind of been getting a little, a little depushed the last few weeks, you know, without, you know, without Heyman there, without Heyman with him. But, um, you know, because originally I thought, okay, it, it's a no-brainer. He's going to win He's gonna win the Battle Royal. But now that, you know, like I said, they've been saying they're going to unify, or Sheamus is saying he's going to unify the two secondary titles, I'm thinking he might, you know, they might have him win it. Yeah, I mean, it's a good point, and, and, you know, we've talked about on the show about unifying those belts, and, and you know, we would love to see these, these mid-card belts mean a little bit more, and, and maybe unifying them uh, would be the way to go. I agree with you, and, and as much as we've talked about how the, the, the setup for this pay-per-view has been really solid, um, you know, I kind of like the idea of Lesnar and Cesaro and Heyman being, you know, a, kind of a, a mini-faction uh uh, I, I, I totally am right there with you. We're all on board. I mean, we're on the Cesaro bandwagon on this show. And uh, it, it seems like that, not that they totally squashed him or, or buried him, or, but they, they're pumping the brakes a little bit. Uh, they're pumping the brakes a little bit with Cesaro. And uh, I, I don't totally know why. I mean, I get it. We're hearing the rumors about Brock coming back, and I think that's going to be good. And, and you know, there isn't going to be a, a more hated heel in the business and the, the guy who ended the streak, and that'll be entertaining. And I get all that. I, I just think that a guy like Cesaro is so talented. Um, he only could have gained from being in, in a, a mini faction, uh, being managed by Heyman and having Lesnar and Cesaro together. Um, you know, maybe you, you put them together in a tag team match at some point. Uh, I, I just think it could have worked, and I don't know what exactly they're doing. Um, and I hope it's not the, the decline of Cesaro, but uh, I would agree with you. If, if I had to point my finger at something negative, it would be that they're, 
they're pumping the brakes a bit on Cesaro. What do you think, Dave? I, I think they are, too. Um, I mean, from what I understand, it's not just necessarily Lesnar they're pumping the brakes, you know, with Cesaro push. It's Roman Reigns as well. They want to, you know, turn Cesaro into a top main event baby face down the line. And right now that the, they've got to put more focus on Reigns. That doesn't necessarily mean Cesaro is going to lose any kind of steam whatsoever. I think it. I think it's kind of good for him in a sense, and it will make sense further down the line that, that you know, right now they kind of have separated him from Heyman without them actually splitting up. Now, Heyman's going to focus more of his time on Lesnar currently, and I think that they'll allude to that when they do decide to eventually pull the trigger and give Cesaro a full-length push, that Heyman put more of his focus on Lesnar instead of the future, which is Cesaro, and that will lead to the, the tension between Cesaro and Heyman and Cesaro and Lesnar, which could eventually lead to a match between the two. So I, I, I think it's okay right now, and I'm okay with it. As long as he's not getting buried on TV and losing to Heath Slater every week, I'll be pretty, I'll be pretty good with, with the, the steady pace that they have um, Cesaro at right now. All right, yeah. Yeah, I can. I was just saying, uh, anything else? You, um, I, actually, before I let you go, I, I got to know, what uh, What are your thoughts on the championship match? Who do you think walks out with the goal tonight? Well, originally, I mean, I, I thought there was going to be Cena, but I, I've heard that, you know, he's going to be, he won't be at Raw for, like, the next few weeks. So, they, you never know, them, uh, they might do the title change and pull the trigger and go with Roman Reigns. You know, since Cena won't be at, uh, Raw the next few weeks, and plus Cena versus Lesnar at SummerSlam doesn't need the belt anyway, because that's a main event itself. So I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I'm thinking maybe we see Reigns get the get the belt tonight. Wow, Tony going out on a limb there. Do we see Roman Reigns with his first championship run starting this evening? Who knows? That, that would be kind of cool. I don't know. You know, this part. I mean, I love Reigns. Got to say, I don't know if he's ready for it, but. uh yeah, it's interesting with the speculation right now on uh, where John Cena is going to be the next few weeks. Not where, more specifically, where he's not going to be. Um, does that affect the booking of this championship match? Tony, thanks a lot for the call and uh, give us a call tomorrow night. Let us know what you thought of the pay per view. All right, I'll talk well, tomorrow night. So let's get back into it. You know, Dave, as I'm sitting here thinking about it and, and listening to your points and. Uh, it's weird, man. Like, we talk about the, the tag title match, and uh, I, I, I like where your head is at. I'm going to agree with you on that prediction. I'm going to say the Usos retain. Um, you know, I think the Usos, they've done a lot. They've done a good job at building the Usos and building the Usos as a, as a tag team, you know, which they haven't done a lot of in recent years. But this is a bona fide tag team. These guys are brothers, and the Wyatt family headed up by – Bray is just, they, they don't need the belts. Um, not saying they might not get the belts down the road a piece. Um, I like the fact they've been separating the Wyatts a little bit more uh, lately. So I, I dig the tag team angle with uh, Rowan and Harper. Um, but I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to go with the Usos uh, winning the, or retaining the, the championship. It should be a very entertaining matchup. And as we go through this card and we look at things, you know, again, stuff that like like really jumps out at me. You know, traditional, very traditional storytelling, like we touched on a little earlier. The ladies, Cameron, Naomi, best friends, tag team, jealousy, 
Tag team breaks up. They hate each other. They wrestle. Um, you know, I, I, I'm kind of looking forward to seeing what the ladies, two ladies matches tonight, and I'm, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to it. I, I, I like the storytelling there, uh, at least with Cameron and Naomi. Um, you know, I, I don't really, you know, when I look at Cameron and Naomi, um, I like a lot what I see out of Naomi as a wrestler. I think she's great. I think she's got a lot of potential to go far in the ladies' division. I'm not going to say I feel the same way about Cameron. Um, so I don't know what we're going to get as far as a wrestling match, but I think it's going to be entertaining. I'm optimistic that this match is going to be entertaining. I think the WWE has got high hopes uh, for Naomi, and we're going to see uh, Naomi come out of this victorious. But I think it should be entertaining. And I also really think that AJ Lee and Page is going to be a very entertaining matchup. I'm enjoying the storytelling. It's it's an interesting take on on their characters and and they're kind of tapping into which I think it's it's more good storytelling and we all know no disrespect to the females who might be listening but we all know those girls that are friends with each other but kind of not really and and they're always biting their tongue when when they're in each other's company and they're you know, sweet, and, but, but you know they just kind of don't like each other, and it, it's working with the two of them. I mean, I, this is not something, look, if they're still doing this two months down the road, it's going to be terrible, but right now, I'm enjoying it. I think AJ Lee retains the title, um, but I don't think this story is over. I, I would think at some point, maybe tonight, maybe down the road a little bit, we're going to see the blow-up. We're going to see A.J. Lee continue to be champion, and we're going to see Paige absolutely lose it, and then the, the quote-unquote friendship is going to be severed. Um, it's interesting storytelling. So I, I think A.J. Lee retains. I think they still, they still remain frenemies uh, coming at it tonight, but we're, we're heading towards a big blow-up from Paige. Um, but I'm looking at A.J. Lee and Naomi in the female matches. Your thoughts on... Not only what we're going to see out of out of the female matches tonight, uh, but the storytelling leading up to these matches. The storytelling's been, been been pretty solid. I mean, they really haven't given a whole lot of time to uh, to Cameron and Naomi, um, but I think the 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 outcome of that match is going to be based on how they want it to be portrayed for the Total Divas reality show. Because from what I'm hearing, this storyline now is going to be a, a part of. Total Divas Season 3 that's coming up. So I would not be surprised, um, and as much as I, it pains me to say this, I would not be surprised if Cameron were to come out the victor of this match. That's not my prediction, though. I think Naomi will get the win because I think that they have, they have plans for her. She's a very athletic girl. She's one of the better you know, girls on the roster. Um, and, you know, Cameron really doesn't do anything for me on Total Divas or in WWE in general. So I believe that she, I agree with you, she'll come out the winner, and that will be the end of that. Both will move on to, you know, other things. As far as Paige and uh, AJ goes, I couldn't agree with you more. I think that that's going to be, uh, it should be a a good women's match. The story has been solid over the past um, several, you know, weeks since AJ has returned. However, um, I do agree also that we won't see the blow-up take place just yet between, uh, you know, Paige and AJ. I think they're going to let this one simmer and burn 
it would not surprise me um, if we see this maybe happen at SummerSlam. I would. I, I agree. AJ wins tonight, and both girls are kind of on the same page. However, I think, and you know, not to not to go too far in the predictions, but I do believe that maybe we'll see the two of them tag up at SummerSlam against the new team of Summer Ray and Layla, which is, you know, WWE's new version of Lay Cool. And then that's when we'll see Paige blow up at AJ, and then we'll get the, 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 the rubber match, or the rematch, I should say, between the three of them, or the two of them, excuse me, at Night of Champions in September. Yeah, well, thank God, you know. Finally, you know, we, we differed initially, but now we're, we're back on track. The, the, the love fest <laughs> has taken hold. We're agreeing now on the, on the predictions. So we differ on one, but it's kind of cool, you know. I mean, look, we, we, we just want to see good matches, and, and the, the storytelling has been decent, and, and you got two female matches that are, not, that are not necessarily throwaway matches, that are not necessarily, I'm just going to go to the bathroom. Um, they, they got potential to be good matches, and if not great matches, potential to facilitate interesting storylines. So... Good for the ladies. Um, you know what? If, if the Total Divas show uh, has caused this, has caused them to, to, you know, give a little bit more of the storytelling, make the matches matter a little bit more, then, then good for Total Divas. I mean, I think it's good for wrestling fans um, for these storylines to matter and for the women matches, female matches, not to be purely throwaway matches. Um, you know, Tony kind of hit on it. And again, as we look at the card, a lot of uh, potential to be very entertaining. Um, interesting uh, landscape there in the, the WWE Intercontinental Championship 20-man battle royal. Title is vacant for the snake-bitten Wade Barrett, who just can't seem, seem to stay healthy when, when things start moving in his direction. Uh, things all of a sudden go wrong, and, and we're, we're, you know, David, I hear, still hoping that uh, Wade finally is able to stay healthy for a chunk of time and we finally see him realize uh, his full potential. Interesting uh, crop of competitors in this battle royal. Um, you know, I got to, before we get into the prediction of the battle royal, I, I got to put something out there. And, uh, we, you know, we have the show chat going on on Facebook, and that's facebook.com slash the Ken Reedy Show. And,. You know, our friend Steve was on there, and he predicted that Miz, Miz, is going to be uh, is going to win the Intercontinental Championship. Miz. And if you've listened to the show enough, you know that not the biggest Miz fan here. But I'm going to say something here, and it's going to kind of be kinda be a little bit supportive of Miz. And it's shocking, shocking, but. I got to say, you know, the, the whole moneymaker thing is kind of an obnoxious heel kind of thing that, you know, he's playing up this movie star thing and, and, and you know, it's kind of cheesy, but I kind of get it and, and it kind of works. It's kind of an obnoxious thing. Don't hit the moneymaker. This is a gimmick now where we, we've turned Miz heel. He's doing this arrogant thing. I get it. Miz could really benefit from better commentating. I swear, the other night, I mean, it was one of those, if you were playing a drinking game, watching Monday Night Raw, and you had to do a shot, every time one of the commentators said Moneymaker, 
you would have been in an ambulance with alcohol poisoning in that just in that match. It was it was it was horrible. And and all I was thinking was like, man, you know, I I was getting annoyed with it, and I found my, that that visceral you know, venom that just rises up in me when I start thinking about The Miz. And it was just, it was starting to take over my being. That You know, and then I just, I, I was able to pull myself back a little bit and, and look at it objectively. And I started thinking, you know, if there was someone else on commentary, someone else that was able to kind of help the character uh, along a little bit and not just repeat Moneymaker over and over again, you know, almost like spoon-feeding. This is Miz's new gimmicks. We're just going to say it over and over again so you get it. Um, I think it could have worked better. I, I think it's something that if, if, if they do it the right way, I can envision T-shirts with, with Moneymaker, don't hit the Moneymaker. It's, it could be something that's marketable. Uh, he needs to get a little better in the ring, but I digress. Um, I just thought the commentating did Miz a, a bit of a disservice in this new gimmick. Um, he's still the same old Miz in the ring. Um, I, I'm, I'm kind of hoping he, he doesn't win the title. It wouldn't shock me if he did, but, uh, you know, your, your thoughts on this moneymaker thing they're doing now at Miz, Dave? Um, I, it's, you know what? It's interesting. I kind of like it. And the only reason why I like it is because from what I've been hearing, how he's, he has por- tried to portray this character, it's been very reminiscent of uh, Andy Kaufman and how Kaufman was, you know, in his feud with Jerry Lawler and how he generated heat by being a star from Hollywood. And, you know, ho- you know, from Hollywood, he doesn't interact with these kind of people, you know, wrestling fans from Memphis, Tennessee, like that, that, that kind of heat. When, you know, Miz is a real student of the game. As much as, you know, we, we don't care for him, you know, when, when we talk about him on this show and the character that he portrays, and just his overall aura of him, help have respect for the guy that he's really trying to hone his craft by going that far back to Andy Kaufman. It also is very reminiscent of a storyline that WWE did back in 92 with uh, Rick the Model Martel and uh, Shawn Michaels. When Martel was kind of going after Shawn Michaels' valet, Sensational Sherry, the two had a beast. And they were such pretty boys and very arrogant and cocky about themselves that they had a match at SummerSlam where the, you know, the rule was you're not allowed to hit each other in the face, the moneymaker. So it's, it's kind of very reminiscent of things from the past. And I like when they kind of turn the clock back a little bit and make ref, you know, those kind of references. Um, and I think, honestly, it would not surprise me if, the, you know, if, if Steve's right, that Miz walks out the Intercontinental Champion. He's got this movie coming out. Um, he could benefit from something like this, a, a, a renewed push with this Hollywood heel kind of character. I think, it, I think it could happen. That's not my prediction, though, but I think it could happen, that the Miz could end up uh, leaving tonight's pay-per-view the new Intercontinental Champion, and maybe, maybe – adding some more life to the mid-card and to those mid-card championships that wrestling fans have been so desperately wanting for a long time now. Yeah, I mean, it's weird, man. I mean, you know, and it's funny. I mean, you, you got me. You, you, you softened me a bit. I, I, you know, I didn't really even think of the, the, the Kaufman thing, but, yeah, if he's referencing Kaufman, uh, i got to kind of give him a little bit of respect. Uh, you know, you know, I mean, and honestly, I think the Kaufman thing is a lot of wrestling fans don't even know about that angle. A very underrated 
um, angle that occurred years ago. A great angle. Um, yeah, okay, fine. I'll, I'll come <laughs> around. I, I just... I do think though, like with, with as as much as this angle could work, I, the commentating killed me with it. It really did. Just uh, you know, enough with the moneymaker. If you want, like let let Miz cut a promo. Um, you know, he's I'll, I'll admit he's he's not a bad talker. Um, but let him cut a promo and 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 do his moneymaker thing and do you know I'm a star from Hollywood and all that other stuff. Just uh, I, I the commentating really was getting under my skin during that match. Uh, you know, just it was too much with the moneymaker over and over again. And I'm gonna agree with you. I think that that uh, it's very possible that Miz walks out with with the championship belt. Um, but but I'm gonna go out there. I'm gonna kind of agree with the speculation that uh, it's gonna be Sheamus. Uh, you know, former main eventer. Uh, you know, holding that uh, secondary title, I'm going to say that uh, he unifies it. We're finally going to see those two belts come together. Hopefully, uh, they, they, they go to one belt. Um, but I'm going to go out on a limb. But, you know, it's interesting when you look at the field, man. You know, and this is another. And when you're a wrestling fan and you have difficulty predicting, it's a good thing. If you've watched wrestling for decades and you have trouble predicting, um you know, that's a good thing. I mean, honestly, uh, Del Rio, Big E, Cesaro, uh, Ziggler, even Kofi, uh, Sheamus, Miz, these are all guys that would not shock me to, to come out of this with, with the championship. And then, you know, and then you look at other guys in this match, you know, could they perhaps uh, use it to, to help facilitate some. Do we get a dark horse? Do we get a, a resurgence of a Sin Cara and, and, and they try to do something with him? Do they do this for Heath Slater and just to give him something and he winds up somehow finagling and weaseling his way through the, the uh, Battle Royal and wins something? A guy who's floundering since 3MB uh, was mostly fired. Um, so I, I think it's a really interesting Battle Royal. I think there's a lot of guys you can make the case for uh, winning it, but uh, for me, and it's not a solid uh, prediction because there's a lot of guys that I think could come out, but I'm going to go with Sheamus. Your thoughts? Um, there are a lot. You can make a case for a lot of guys. I mean, Kofi's gotten a few solid wins over Cesaro the past few weeks. Cesaro, another name that could, you know, use this championship as to catapult him even further. He could, he could, you know, win the battle royal. Sheamus, he's talked about wanting to unify the belts. He seems to be the heavy favorite. Ziggler's gotten some good play recently, getting some wins. Miz, um, hell, even Bo Dallas. Bo Dallas has been – they've been really trying to amp up him and make him into a major player. He could end up winning tonight's, uh, you know, Battleground Battle Royal. But one guy in particular that I think that I'm going to go with for my prediction, and the reason why is he was virtually, you know, disappeared from WWE television storylines for – for quite a while, since he lost the world heavyweight title to John Cena in the fall, and now he's picked up some pretty big wins, and, and they've really shown some strength in his character, is Alberto Del Rio. I think Del Rio could use, you know, the Intercontinental Championship to kind of renew his push and to really, you know, move him up the ladder in WWE. I said this back in December when we talked about the unification of the WWE and the world heavyweight title. Um, it would take mid-card championships like the Intercontinental Championship and like the United States Championship and really add credibility 
if you took a crowded main event scene that WWE has and take some of those guys like a Sheamus, like a Ziggler, like a like a Alberto Del Rio, and have them compete for those titles. Sheamus, I'm not saying he's brought credibility back to the United States Championship, but he's brought a little bit of relevance to it, and I think maybe Del Rio can do the same thing for the Intercontinental title now that, you know, Bad News Barrett has been, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, stripped of the championship, which apparently he'll be there tonight. So I have a feeling that, you know, whatever Barrett does and he hands over the title, somebody's going to kind of get in his way and maybe, you know, throw a jab at him and, and talk about his uh, injury. And I, I think whoever does that, that's the early indication that it, that, that person's going to win the Intercontinental Championship Battle Royale. So I'm going with Del Rio. And again, I can't argue with it. I mean, it's such a, you know, such a good crop of people that you could see whether it's, you know, it's like one of those things. It's either are they going to give it to someone to continue to help to elevate that championship or are they going to give it to someone where the championship can elevate that competitor? And and it's an interesting uh, crop. I'm curious, David, you, you brought him up and uh, – you know, he's he's related to Bray Wyatt. Um, a lot of hype coming in. I gotta be honest, the, the Bo Dallas character—it's not doing it for me yet. And and I want to like him. I really do. I want to like him. I want to be a fan. You know, at times I'll be honest, I'll chuckle. Uh, you know, with some of his Bowie stuff, but. It, it's still not resonating with me. I'm still not completely into it. And I, you know, maybe, I mean, they seem pretty high on him. They seem like they want to push him. You know, do they give him the IC title to to kind of help facilitate him and move him up the ladder? Perhaps. I, I just got to say, like, it, it's just, it's not working It's for me right now as a fan. Well, I, I, I understand where you're coming from. And in the beginning, it's it's kind of there for me. It's not. I'm not 100% all the way there um, with the character. Like like I chuckle at some of the things that he says and you know the the interactions that he has. Like I I said a while ago, and it's it's funny. You know Dallas Bo Dallas was recently interviewed, and he talked about Kurt Angle being an early inspiration for the cheesy, over the top kind of you know mannerisms and characteristics. And I said that from the get go with his character that it was reminiscent of you know Kurt Angle. Um, I, I think he's get, he, he's catching on with the audience, in my opinion. And the reason why I say that is that he's catching on so well that WWE Creative is trying to get him to, you know, garner more heel heat by doing some things that the people wouldn't necessarily like, like a lovable character like El Torito from the Los Matadors. They had him in a match with him. They body slammed him. He beat the, you know, he beat Torito like you like he beat the Rock. And he made a big spectacle of it. So I kind of like where they're going with it. Um, it just depends on how long it's going to be. If it drags out for another six months that he's, you know, 34 in bow or whatever they, you know, whatever his, uh, his, his win streak is, then it's going to get a little old. But um, some, some, like the normal formula WWE has with guys, they kind of put them through winning streaks like Rusev's going through, Adam Rose has gone through one of these two. Um, there needs to be substance with this storyline, with, with Bo eventually, with a certain wrestler. So hopefully that happens uh, relatively soon. But I, I maybe maybe the Intercontinental Championship will do that for him. Yeah, maybe. And that's why, you know, when you go into this matchup, it's, you know, you can make a case for a lot of different people winning that championship match. And uh, 
You know, maybe it is him. And, you know, it's, it should be a really fun match. And, again, we keep going back to that same theme tonight. It's got a lot of potential to be a lot of fun. Battle Royals are fun. Um, you, know, I, you know, I think there's certain guys you look at that I'd be shocked. I mean, I'd be shocked if Great Khali came out, which is amazing that he's, like, the, the biggest guy in the Battle Royal. But, you know, I, I think you could probably bet against him. Um, you know, some guys I think you just could say there's, there's really little to no chance. But I think for the most part it's a – it's a very interesting field, and as we talk about Bo Dallas, I mean, let's talk about his brother, and we've been high on him from the get-go, a guy that, uh, you know, might be the best in the business right now at cutting promos, one Bray Wyatt, and I love the idea of, of bringing in a Chris Jericho to, to continue to help the, the uh, ascension of a Bray Wyatt. Um, good stuff. I, I can't say it's been great. It's been good. It's been entertaining. Jericho is, is great. Um, it's definitely a match I'm looking forward to. And, and we keep talking, uh, you know, at, about this pay-per-view. Another match that potentially could be a show stealer. Uh, you know, Chris Jericho, a guy that, that usually delivers. Um, a guy that seemingly um, came in at the last minute uh, to, to jump in on this pay-per-view and, and jump in, in in this program. Um, but it's working for me. It, it's it's a fun program. Uh, two guys that really know how to talk. Two guys that know how to facilitate a, a program. Um, a, another match that's difficult to predict. Um, but I'm really looking forward to this, and I'm enjoying the program so far. Um, as you look at this this pay per view, I mean, look at this. We got Bray Wyatt versus Chris Jericho. It's a mid card match. I mean, this is a solid, solid mid card. Um, it's it's another match that like I can go. Uh, to make a case for both guys, jeez, uh, you know, man, predicting this, um, I'm going to go with Bray on this. I think Bray is going to get a really big victory. Um, I know bringing a star back like a Chris Jericho, you tend to think, oh, you got to have that guy win. But, I, you know, I think Jericho's just so good. Um, he won't lose anything. He'll, he'll figure something out. Uh, we'll still have this program continue. Um, but I'm going to go with Bray in this match. And, you know, as I'm getting ready to watch, like, the uh, the pre-show on uh, – and I have the network running uh, on mute as we do the show. You know what's on right now? Butterbean what do you got? killing Bart Gunn. I, I'm watching – I was just watching that, too. The, the, do you remember the, the ball that? Crawl. Yeah, the that was ball awesome. crawl. I remember when I first saw that. I swear to God, I thought Butterbean killed him. I like when and when they saw it in slow motion, it was like it looked like his head was really going to come off. Um, but yeah, I was I haven't watched that in a while. Uh, Bart Bart Gunn was the original bobblehead doll. <laughs> <laughs> think about it. There were no bobblehead dolls back in the day. Maybe, but I think Bart Gunn was the inspiration for 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 people making bobblehead dolls. But dude, I mean, thank God he was okay. But I mean, if, if you if you saw that and you were told that he broke his neck afterwards, I mean, you totally would have believed it. That was one of the most devastating knockout punches I have ever seen. But I digress. That happens to be on the network right now. So check it out. Get on the network. If you don't have it, get the network. WWE, hire us to promote the network. Anyway, back to Bray versus Chris Jericho. You know, I mean, it's a solid program. Two great talkers. I think they're going to deliver in the ring tonight. Your thoughts on the program and the matchup? I think it will deliver. I think there's more to, more than meets the eye when it comes to this storyline. Um, the rumor is Jericho's around till September, so I think 
his sole intention was to, you know, put talent over. I'm not, but I don't think it's going to happen tonight. I think this is going to progress. Um, I see Jericho getting the win. I'm going to disagree with you, Ken. I see Chris Jericho getting the win and defeating Bray Wyatt tonight. Um, but I think Bray gets his big win on a much bigger stage at SummerSlam against Jericho. Mm. Interesting. I'm going to change my mind now. No, I'm not. Okay, I'll go. With, <laughs> I'll go with Bray tonight uh, in this matchup. But again, you know, it's one of those things. I. Uh, it's wild, man. You know, looking at this pay per view and just like every match, it's like, wow, that could be a show stealer. Hey, look at that. Yeah, that could be a show stealer. Wow. Oh yeah, that's your. Oh, the Battle Royal. That's going to be great. Oh wait. Yeah, Adam Rose Fandango not going to be a show stealer. That that's that that. If I have to use the bathroom, hopefully it's during that match. <laughs> Which is amazing that we're picking that match above or below, however you want to look at it, the Divas matches as far as the bathroom break match. I know, right? That, that's got to be a first because normally the girls' matches are automatic, you know, popcorn concession matches. So bathroom breaks, and that, that, that's pretty wild. And that shows that shows to you at least what people think of, you know, the Adam Rose character and how far off Fandango has fallen since, you know, that night in East Rutherford, New Jersey, the night after WrestleMania last year. Yeah, I mean, when this, this matchup, I mean, it, it's it's going to be a lot of shtick. It's going to be uh, a lot of comedy. Uh, you know, we've read the reports on, on the dirt sheets that uh, – you know, Adam Rose is supposed to be the new comic relief uh, now that Santino is gone. Um, you know, I mean, I, I like Adam Rose. I don't like him. Like, I, I don't think he's he's going to be a main eventer. But I, for me, I don't know. I just find the whole thing entertaining. Uh, it's a fun little gimmick. I, I would look for it tonight. And it's funny, David. You, like, during the week, I said the exact same thing. The new version of Lay Cool will probably in some way, shape, or form uh, distract Fandango. Um, you know, I, I think that that's, they, they, they want the, uh, the, uh, the parade of, of misfits and miscreants to, to be prancing around the ring at the end. Um, so, I, I, honestly, when I look at the predictions for tonight, um, this is a match I, I honestly think is, is a, it's a bathroom break no-brainer. I, I would be shocked. If Fandango won this match, I think it's it's Adam Rose all the way. Yeah, uh, I mean the, the way the storyline has gone for Fandango is that you know he used both women to his advantage. They both smartened up and realized that they were being used by Fandango. They put their two heads together. Now they're a unit, and Fandango's left without a dance partner. So it's it's you know it's about time Fandango you know goes through his troubling times right now. So. This wouldn't surprise me one bit that Fandango uh, loses tonight. So there you go. All right. We're back on the left. So we're both on Adam Rose winning tonight. Um, you know, it's funny because we read some stuff on the dirt sheets that, like, you know, uh, people perhaps behind the scenes are, uh, you know, soured on the Rose gimmick. I mean, again, I don't see this gimmick lasting for any length of time, but – Right now, it's a stupid, fun little gimmick. I, I'm, I'm kind of enjoying it, so uh, we'll see where it goes. But uh, yeah, I think we'll, we'll there'll be comic relief tonight. We'll have uh, some some comic spots. Maybe we even get a promo for Anna Rose uh, telling Fandango, of course, don't be a lemon, be a rosebud. Um, but I think that's what we're going to see tonight. Um, 
you know, nothing, nothing earth-shattering from this matchup, uh, but Adam Rose, victorious. Um, you know, let's get into, again, now back to another match that potentially could very well be a, a show stealer. And uh, Ambrose and Seth Rollins, uh, two guys, former bandmates, if you will, in the Shield, uh, guys that uh, look like they have some chemistry together. Um, again, good old-fashioned storytelling. Sometimes you don't have to reinvent the wheel. These guys were in a faction together. One guy left the faction, betrayed the faction, now they hate each other. Bam, storyline. Don't need to reinvent the wheel. It's good old-fashioned storytelling. Two guys that can talk, two guys that can go in the ring. Um, I think this should be a very good matchup. Looking forward to this matchup tonight. Um, A very, very difficult match uh, for me to look at and predict However, um, I, I think this is a match that very possibly you could have a double DQ or a double count out. Um, I, I, you know, if I'm really going to get into it, I just think there's no way that Seth Rollins comes away with the L. Uh, being part of the authority, being um, part of, uh, you know, the, the money in the bank. Uh, I just think there's no way that there's an L next to Seth Rollins' name at the end of this matchup. So I would go with Rollins, victorious. So my pick, my official pick will be Rollins. However, would not be shocked with a double countout, double DQ, something like that. But I would go with Rollins. But a lot of potential in this matchup. Oh, yeah. This, this has got uh, a ton of potential to be a show-stealing match. I wouldn't be surprised if this match opened up tonight's pay-per-view. Um, I, I, I look forward to it. They've done a really good job with Ambrose and this lunatic character of him building towards trying to get his hands on Rollins any way he possibly can. I'm going to uh, disagree with you. I think Dean Ambrose is going to win this match. The only reason why I say that is because it's been a trend for many, many years that guys with the Money in the Bank contract have always lost early on in their run as the Money in the Bank holder before they were to cash in, whether they cashed in successfully or not. Um, I, I, I say it all the time. That contract virtually guarantees them the championship, the way that they portray it on television. So I think that it wouldn't be much for Rollins to lose because, number one, he's with the authority, and, number two, he is also the, the, the money in the bank contract holder. So that doesn't do anything for, for, for him to lose. Ambrose, it, it only helps him if he were to win. Um, you, double DQ, I was thinking the exact same thing. If they don't do something with that during that Swagger-Rusev match, I think a double disqualification or some form of a schmoz kind of um, you know, finish in this match is going to affect the main event tonight, and I will go in further length when we discuss the main event. So, safe prediction, I'm going to go with Dean Ambrose winning this match. Wow, so we were actually differing a lot tonight uh, going into like this pay-per-view and, and, and predicting. Uh, but we are agreeing that uh, you know this looks like it, it's got a lot of potential to be a, a, a very, very, very good match. And uh, guys that I respect would have uh, some very good in-ring chemistry together. And it, it's a good point, Dave. When you you know I didn't think of the uh, you know guys losing uh, early on when they have the, the Money in the Bank briefcase, but. Uh, I, to me, I still think that like I'm leaning towards are still building Rollins as a uh, as a, a, a bona fide solo star, and I, I just I think that Rollins is going to come away with it. But yeah, I mean it's funny because I, I guess if I had to uh, 
um, really pick uh, who would win, uh, you know, I really bet money. I'd probably actually bet money on, on a double DQ or double countout uh, for this one. So, um, you know, that, again, a great match, great setup, great storytelling, um, and looking forward to seeing that match. And as we get into um, this pay-per-view Sunday, and we haven't done this in, in a long time uh, because of our schedules on Sundays, and uh, it's great, man. I'm enjoying getting ready for this pay-per-view and, and giving you everything. And we haven't done this in so long. We do this on our Sunday shows. It's, it's just it's one of our favorite things to do. It's, it's, it's a TKRS tradition. So it's that time, man. The Ken Reedy Show, not of approval. And there it is, the entrance music for the Ken Reedy Show, not of approval. And that's something each and every pay-per-view pregame show we give you something in the world of wrestling that we just liked that we, we looked at and we just nodded to ourselves and said that worked and right now as as we predicted as i digress a bit lay cool part deux is beating us slapping fandango as they come out with adam rose's entourage on the pre-show for the pay-per-view both competitors are back in the ring now and the match is underway getting back to the nod of approval Funny, funny stuff, Dave, because see, here's the deal. You guys might not know this if you're tuning in for the first time. You know, it, Dave and I aren't in the studio together. And it's not like we, we have, like, millions of dollars to have, like, this, this grandiose studio where I have a monitor that's, that's filming Dave uh, all the way in Connecticut, and I can see him. And, and you know, no, it's not like that. It's, I'm on the computer, Dave's on the phone, and we, and we still bring you the best in pro wrestling. Talk, mind you. Um, we're just not getting paid to do it. So as we set things up during the show, um, as, as technology has, has been good to us, um, we text each other during the show. Like as, as one person's talking and like, oh, we should talk about this or let's do this. And, uh, and so we were kind of talking in our pre-show meeting, but we didn't actually discuss our, our, our official nods of approval for tonight and because uh, we were still thinking. We are still formulating. The thoughts were still percolating. And so... I texted Dave about five minutes ago and was like, do you have a nod? And coincidentally, the exact same nod I had written down right here on my show notes. And it's, it's a great nod because the two of us right here as we talked for a long period of time on the shield, that as, as the shield came in and Ambrose was the guy that everyone was talking about from the indie scene. Ambrose, Dean Ambrose, amazing. He's great, stupendous, fabulous. You're going to love Dean Ambrose. And we didn't. We did not like him. We were on the Roman Reigns bandwagon right away. Seth Rollins started to, to increase like what, what, what his ability and, and his talent was really coming to the forefront. And for us on this show, Dean Ambrose, by far, distanced, as number three in the Shield, as far as how his character, as how everything he was doing was resonating with us. And as we're texting each other to come up with our nod of approval, both of us in agreement, the nod of approval for this show is Dean Ambrose and how he has gone forward in putting his character together. How we've seen him let loose a little bit. 
with his promos. I am all in right now. I am totally into Dean Ambrose. I love how he's responded to the breakup of the Shield. I, I love the edginess of his character right now. He's the guy now that when he's got a microphone, it's like, you know, everyone shut up in the room. I want to hear what he's got to say. Um, I like what I'm seeing in the ring and the, the subtle nuances, you know, when he's getting his ass kicked and he just, as he's in a heap, like down on the ground and looks up and goes, and all you got, I'm digging it. I'm digging everything he's bringing to the table right now. Um, we'll see where it goes. Um, but he's right there for me now. He, you know, he's not a distant third. I mean, if I had to analyze the three guys in the shield and where they're going in their singles career, I may still place them at third. But it's not a distant third anymore. He's right there. Love what he's doing. Pretty funny, Dave. Right in agreement as far as what Ambrose is bringing to the table now. Like you said, you know, when, when the Shield first debuted, we were on the Roman Reigns bandwagon. I still am. I think he's going to be the man someday. I think all three are going to, you know, garner uh, as much success on their own as they did together as a unit. Um, and Ambrose, I've been really digging the the, the lunatic, crazy eccentric you know, character that he has portrayed. Um, very reminiscent of, uh, in the, the loose cannon, Brian Pillman, you know, from, from the early 90s. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I mean, I was in Boston last month at Money in the Bank, and he had to have gotten one of the, the biggest pops out there, you know, in, during that show when his entrance started and then at that point in the, in the, the latter match when he was taken out and then he came back to, try and stop Rollins from uh, from saving, uh, you know, from, from getting the Money in the Bank briefcase. So he's very popular, and, you know, first look at him, you think, well, he's just some grease ball, you know, uh, you know heel that, you know, you're, you're going to hate. But he's, he's got a following amongst a lot of people, and his work is good in the ring. And he he's one of those guys that, like, you could look at most of the wrestlers in the wrestling world today, or at least in WWE for that matter, and you can look at them and look at their gimmick and say, well, that's all right, but do you really believe he's that person? Like, that, that could just be a character. Ambrose, in a sense, he almost makes you stop and wonder, like, is he really that crazy? Because he plays that character so well that it makes you, it makes you second-guess yourself sometimes when you're watching. And I think that's great to to suspend that kind of a disbelief to a 31-year-old male like myself who's watched wrestling virtually his entire life, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, it, it's, it comes off as genuine, and, <laughs> I mean, who knows, maybe he is a little crazy. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we, you know, we weren't. You know, we weren't on this show. You know, we, we call it as we see him, man. You know, we don't go, you know, sometimes we go with the trends and sometimes we don't here. I mean, we, we kind of look at things and uh, – develop our own opinions or what resonates with us. And Ambrose just wasn't. He just wasn't. And, and I know, like, I would go and I would talk to guys who were, like, big fans of the indie scene, and it was, like, sacrilege to say, yeah, I'm just, I'm not digging Ambrose. He's just not doing it for me. Um, and I'm not saying we were wrong, necessarily, because, uh, you know, maybe they just didn't, you know, let him let loose a little bit. Now, uh, totally on board. So without even planning it, uh, without even discussing beforehand, Dave and I both in agreement. So after placing him in a distant third place in the Shield, Dean Ambrose, congratulations. Because on a yeah. Battleground Sunday, you get our nod of approval.
the Ken Reedy Show, Nod of Approval. I hope he like he realizes how big an honor that is. I hope he's listening. He's not listening. Is he? he should he should take notes from Cesaro, who's got the record for the most amount of approvals here on the Ken Rudy Show. It's a good point. By the way, Adam Rose won uh, the pre-show match, so woohoo! We got Yippee. one prediction right. <laughs> so anyway, as we get to it, we're about we're about ten minutes away from a battleground. Battleground, no longer a throwaway pay-per-view. Damn it, no longer. We get to the championship match, a fatal four-way between the champion John Cena, the monster Kane, the viper Randy Orton, and the up-and-comer, the heir apparent, Roman Reigns. Interesting crop for the fatal four-way, as the, and it's amazing as the WWE continues to... Uh, try to create a, a landscape of good storytelling in the wake of Daniel Bryan's injury. Uh, a lot of question marks surrounding the World Heavyweight Championship title. The rumors swirling. Do we get a Brock Lesnar sighting this evening? Um, do we get a hint of a cash-in at some point after the fatal four-way? Um, you know, Dave, you know, we're hearing this news. Conventional wisdom would say coming out of this, it's battleground. SummerSlam is, is one of the, the, the glory pay-per-views. John Cena retains, but John Cena's got some movie commitments not going to be on Raw for the next couple of weeks. Interesting stuff. Um, I would like to consider this, the, this situation here with tonight's main event, the six degrees of the WWE Championship. I don't have all six degrees, but it's very similar to that game Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon that, that, that most of pop culture has played for you know decades. But anyhow, um, it, it is very interesting stuff. Um, a few weeks back, it was reported, it was leaked by a Canadian pay-per-view provider that WWE, you know, had a video come out um, hyping up a Brock Lesnar John Cena match for SummerSlam. It did not pro- it did not promote it as being for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. However, um, most people ventured to guess that that was the case. Um, now with everything that's been going on and it's been talked about that he's going to be appearing in a, in a movie and he's going to be taking just a couple of weeks off from Raw um, and with the appearance by Paul Heyman promoting the Option C, um, what I mentioned earlier just recently about the finish to the Dean Ambrose-Seth Rollins match, there's a, there's a multiple different ways this championship can go. Tony mentioned Roman Reigns, for instance. Roman Reigns could be a heavy favorite into winning this title. A lot of people in WWE allegedly feel that putting the title on Reigns now, pulling the trigger, would really help him. Some people feel it might be too early. He's very popular. Um, I don't know yet as far as you know, giving him the title right away. Um, if, if that's a smart move. Um, one of the ideas that I thought of that I could potentially see playing out, especially if you throw a name like Brock Lesnar into the mix, is if tonight somehow you open up the card with Ambrose and Rollins and it turns into some big schmoz and it's a, a DQ of some kind and both guys got to go to the hospital because they both killed each other and taken each other out. One gets thrown through the Titantron or whatever, and that ruins Triple H's plan B. 
And Triple H is in the locker room, and he's like, my plan B is ruined. And then that's when Heyman walks in the door. And Heyman walks in with Cesaro and says, do you still want to go with option C? Which then gets fans and people, you know, they're, they're, the wheels are turning and people are thinking, well, Cesaro could be that option C. And then the match takes place, the four-way, and Cena wins. And Hunter comes out and says, my plan B may, have not, may not have worked, but I've always got a, a backup. And here's plan C. Heyman comes out. Heyman gets on stage, and he's ready to announce his client when all of a sudden Cesaro's music hits, and Cesaro comes storming down the ring. But Heyman tries to stop him from getting into the ring. Everyone thinks, well, Cesaro's going to try and take the title. All of a sudden, Brock Lesnar's music hits. And Brock basically just comes, and he picks the bones, and he ends up leaving the WWE World Heavyweight Champion from tonight's battleground, setting up the rematch with him and Cena at SummerSlam. Now, I agree with Tony. That match doesn't necessarily need to have to be for the championship because it will draw on its own and be a main event with just the, the two names alone. But um, I honestly don't see them put, putting the title on Kane. I could be wrong. I honestly don't see them putting the title back on Orton because that's been done. And I think it's too early for Reigns. So wouldn't it be a big shocker if Brock Lesnar walked into battleground, not being an active participant and walking out as the champion and ending up leaving, you know, and going into SummerSlam as the WWE World Heavyweight Champion, getting everybody, you know, fired up for SummerSlam. And talk about unpredictability and wanting to order the network. Well, holy crap, Brock Lesnar wasn't even advertised for the pay-per-view, and he leaves as the champion. Yeah, I, you know, and it's funny. I like that scenario. Um, it wouldn't be my prediction. It would be cool if it really happened. Um, I, I, I think you can bet on a, a Lesnar sighting tonight. Um, I, I kind of see it. You know, it's funny. Yeah, when you look at it, I, and I'm, I'm in the same camp. I, I think it's too early for Reigns. Um, again, love Reigns. I think Reigns is, is got star written all over him. We've been on board with Reigns since the very beginning. Um, I don't think he's ready yet. Um, and and I, I want all the ducks in a row and everything aligned. I want everything perfect for when Reigns finally gets that title run. And I just don't think it's the time for him yet. Um, I, I think we're going to see Cena retain. I, I think we may see something, perhaps uh, an injury angle, to uh, put Cena on the shelf for a couple weeks, and that's how they'll uh, explain him being away. So, you know, maybe he wins. And, uh, you know, again, I can see Lesnar being option C, but option C takes place at SummerSlam. Um, but I, so, I mean, my prediction for the match would be that we're going to see a John Cena retention coming out of this match. And, and I, I do like, basically, Dave, the same reasons you're given. Uh, I, I don't see them putting the belt on Kane. Um, Orton, it's just been too soon, uh, and, and Reigns isn't ready. Um, Cena continues to be the, the uh, proven commodity. I, I think going into uh, SummerSlam, I, I agree. You know, Cena Lesnar sells itself, um, but putting the championship in the mix as well just just beefs it up. And you know, I, I think seeing Lesnar tonight just give a beatdown. So his first match. His match ending the streak is main eventing SummerSlam in a championship match, and then he wins the belt. Um, that's how I kind of see it playing out. 
so I, I would look for I would definitely say we're going to get a Brock Lesnar sighting tonight. Uh, we may get a, a beat down from Lesnar, um, but I think Cena walks out with the championship this evening, and uh, that's how, how we move forward with it. Uh, so, you're, you're, I mean, you think that we might see Lesnar, but as far as the match goes, uh, you're predicting Cena to, to win the, the officially win the match. Correct. Yeah, I would I would venture to guess that he's going to officially win the match. Um, the only way I could see Reigns winning the title, and this could be kind of a throwback to, to to what took place last year, is if they were to give him the title tonight, and then he goes into SummerSlam maybe to wrestle Orton and defend the title because the rumor is that they wanted to do him and Orton at SummerSlam. If they were to do that as the title match, and then kind of have the rug pulled out from under him and his championship reign ends quickly maybe because of the authority screwing him over then that sets up his road to wrestlemania and to redemption on getting the title back starting at SummerSlam. but if he were to be champion i think it would be something short and transitional with the bigger picture that he would eventually get it back at wrestlemania similar to what daniel bryan went through last year at SummerSlam, going into this past wrestlemania my god with a handful of tights, no less. Cameron, victorious over Naomi. We were Who did, wrong. I did I pick Naomi? We both picked Naomi. Yeah, we picked Naomi. All right. So we're, we're, we're oh, short now. All right, so we're about in <laughs> five hundred right now. All right, yeah, so we both agree on, like, the, the John Cena uh, being victorious tonight. Um I think this match will be entertaining. Um, I think we'll have some interesting face-offs. I think at some point we'll probably see... Uh, you know, maybe Kane and Orton outside the ring, and we'll have a, another confrontation between Reigns and Cena. Um, it should be an entertaining match. I mean, the whole pay-per-view really is set up, as, as we keep saying, uh, looks like it's going to be a very good pay-per-view. Um, you know, as we go through it, Dan, we asked uh, some of our callers, uh, do you have a match you're looking forward to more than anything else? Um, I'm looking forward to the tag team match, the title match. With the, with the Usos and the Wyatts and the, uh, the the two out of three falls match. I mean, I was there live in Boston last month at Money in the Bank when they had that that tag team match and it opened up the pay-per-view and they had the, the whole arena jump and I was out of my seat too. It was just good tag team wrestling. And I look forward to two out of three falls uh, between these two teams. And I, after that match, I, I was hoping that they would, you know, continue this rivalry and they have and I think this is a good way to continue it by doing this kind of a match so that's the match I'm looking forward to most is the tag team title match now I gotta be honest and I'm looking forward to that matchup and I think it's going to be I mean again I don't think we really have any clunkers on the card um but to be honest I'm looking forward to Ambrose and Rollins I, I really am just, I, I'm just like we said in our nod of approval I'm all on board with what Ambrose is bringing I, I really like what Rollins is bringing to the table and what I think you're getting out of these two guys is two young, two young guys that really get the business, respect the business, and really understand the opportunity they have now and, and are not going to take it for granted. And to me, you've got two guys that are ready to leave it all out there. you got two guys that are, are going to basically go out there tonight and tell the world we're both stars. 
And I just I, I think the, the the storytelling leading up to the match has been great. Um, I think Ambrose the the violence in his character is great. Um, Rollins is is a real good worker, and I just think we're gonna have a hell of a match with these two. So that's the match I'm looking forward to most. With 30 seconds left in the show, Dave, kick-ass show. It's good to get back on board with the pregame show. I love the Sunday pregame shows. It gives us a chance to talk more and really go over the, the, the meat and potatoes of the pay-per-view. And uh, I look forward to the, you know, hopefully we don't have anything planned in our personal lives so that we can do the SummerSlam pregame show. Looking forward to the SummerSlam pregame as well. Tune in tomorrow night, 6.30. We'll give you all our reaction for the Battleground pay-per-view and get you ready for Monday Night Raw. It's Battleground time for Dave. I am Ken. Good night, everybody. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.